Welcome to the Free Mind Podcast. It has been a while. It has. <laughs> Forgive us for, uh, you know, being MIA for, I guess, I don't know, maybe three weeks or so. We There's a lot of reasons for that. I won't bore you with them right now. But um, last one we did, I believe, was the Supreme Court Endgame. I think the night we put it out, the information came out that the Supreme Court wasn't going to take the case. And the news was moving so fast day to day Yeah. that it's like, man, if you don't have like a... You know, Charlie Kirk, I think, does two podcasts a day. <laughs> if you don't have something like that, it's just impossible to stay up. And even with even with that, it's like now you need a podcast almost going out hour by hour. There's so much happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, a, just a quick note, you know, interestingly, we did try to go out to that Jericho march on uh, the day after we put that podcast out. And we made it about three hours down the road. Uh, toward Lake, we were right like up against Lake Tahoe, and we saw these cars pulled over to the side of the road, and we were like, "What is happening?" You know, I'm a Florida boy. I didn't see snow till I was like 19 years old, but I saw them putting these chains on the tires, and Nerva knew what it was because she's you know from the shy. So she was like, "I think they're putting uh, chains on their tires." And then we pulled up further, and it's like every car. And then we saw I don't know was a police officer, mm-hmm, some trucks, some police yeah. officers. And he told us we couldn't even go past that without it. And I was like, oh man and so at that point we had driven it was already late at night and we were it was just a rough drive and we had another hour to go and we had to make a decision are we going to go back to the previous town get by these chains and put them on the car and go or and i you know just not having and the line was just crazy so long yeah man yeah so it just you know lack of experience and all that stuff we decided to drive back home i think we got home at like two in the morning it was just it felt like a failure, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least for me, it felt like a just a miserable trip. And then I was already sad because the Supreme Court thing had not worked out like I thought it was going to or hoped it would at least. And I think many people were, you know, just seeing that as a potential path back then. Anyways, fast forward uh, a few weeks and uh, we were in Hawaii visiting Nervous Brother for the New Year's. And um we just felt compelled like man you know we saw that thing for the march coming up on the 6th and felt like we thought we should be there so we decided to do the crazy thing of the day before last minute last minute we we found this red eye where we could use miles and fly all the way from hawaii to uh philadelphia get a rental car drive three hours and i forgot how hard red eye flights are yes on the body it's just rough anywho i do not recommend it um <laughs> so we unless did, you're a great sleeper if you could really sink yeah, into that man. chair overnight yeah it just it it was it was crazy so we did that i think it was it wasn't too bad it was like no. a total 14 hour trip we, and flew we did from, get an exit row so that helped did get that an was exit awesome. row. flew from honolulu to dallas Dallas, Dallas to Philly, Philly got our car, tours, yeah. hit traffic. It was like three and a half hours, got in there. But then we want to tell you guys just a little bit about our experience because, you know, if you've been following us for any time at all, you know, we've been talking about just the, the, I guess further, they've, they've moved further and further into propaganda, even in the past year than they were in 2016, the mainstream media oh, yeah. and the big tech censorship. If you know, if you're listening to this, you already see the craziness that's going on this weekend. So we wanted to give you a firsthand eyewitness perspective. Mm-hmm. What was it like January 6th at the Capitol? Before we hop into that, though, let me just remind you about um, Impact 360, impact360.org. It's a great time right now. Many of our uh, 
schools are closed, probably shouldn't be, um, but they're still closed. And uh, so you have your, your kids at home um, with or without kids. So I highly recommend yes. these um, classes on Impact 360 because I think any adult, man, even though they might be geared for high school and college students, I think anybody would is going to learn a ton from these. So check out those courses on there. I think there's four of them, Resurrection, Worldview, uh, Truth. Uh, I forget the what the fourth one is, but put free mind in the coupon code and they'll give you $25 off. Take your whole family through it. You will you know? not be, you will not <laughs> so be sad. True. You'll learn so Anything much. Anything that involves a real education rather than indoctrination, you will exactly. find at Impact 360. Yeah, man. Sure. So do it. This is the point. I wish we were being sponsored by like some flashlight company or um, <laughs> end of the world kit. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I'd, oh. I'd, I'd, I'd be able to give that, a lot of the guys I've been listening to lately, they do these kind of infomercials and they have like, here's your end of the world kit. We can right. send you for 50 bucks, but um, <laughs> you may need that in the next two weeks, but we're hoping not. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, you need both. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so um, anyway, so okay. we, yes. So I'm just, let's just talk a little bit about what our experience was like. So first of all, we pull in, um, we, we had to stop at Target which I don't like supporting them right now anyways, but it was like the only thing off the highway to get clothes to warmer clothes. Cause we were coming from Hawaii and it looked like it was going to be kind of cold the next day, but it said sunny on the yeah, weather app. So we were did. like, well, let's pick up a little bit of stuff. So we stopped there. Get some layers, some layers, some you know, some cheap, cheap, yeah. Warm clothes. So we pull into the DC area and we're cut off by these, like these cops that are zooming through. Yeah. It was really weird, right? So it was these- interesting. It was like two white school buses with tinted windows. Yep. And you could see persons on the bus, but um, it was dark. So we were like, that's interesting. Who's that being zoomed across the highway at this hour? I just looked at it. I said, hmm, that just looks very interesting. And we have yeah, no information yet. With lights and yep. sirens and everything. So just right through the highway. So I still, it, you know, just an interesting data point. We don't really know sure. what that was, but mm-hmm. it was it was a bit interesting. So we had heard rumors, too, that um, Antifa was going to be there the next day. Um, I think even my dad was telling me he had heard that they were going to be wearing Trump um, paraphernalia, yeah. but have maybe Blending their hats in. backwards or sure. something like that. And, you know, there were kind of rumors floating around. So we wondered when we saw those buses, I was like, yes, I wonder if, you know, I wonder if that's them. And that's I still don't know. Uh, okay. You said you, you might have, it might have looked like they had dark clothes on, but we couldn't tell for it sure. It was dark, but I don't, I won't say for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We don't, we don't really know for sure either way. But anyways, we finally get to the room, just dog tired. It's hard to go to sleep just because, man, there's just, it's in the air. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel it in the air there. We, we found a, a hotel, thankfully, in D.C., right there in Navy Yard, two mile, a two-mile walk from where everything was going to be. And um, so we do it. We get up the next morning. We plan on getting up really early, but I think we ended up sleeping a little bit longer till about yeah, 9. We didn't sleep well at all. Yeah, I think it was well too much all. anticipation, excitement, travel. We were sore. Yeah. We won't say the name of the hotel, but the beds weren't <laughs> the best. Yes, sloping it's in toward all the good. center. We're trying to we save We don't mean that to money. complain. We're save just saying. Save that yen. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we get up get the up. next day just tired and walk outside and it is not sunny at all. And I'm like, oh, this it's is going to be a It's frigid. Day. Frigid. You cross 
a building and the wind cuts you like Chicago, Michigan Avenue. It was like that kind of cold. Yeah, man. But we were excited to be there. We wanted to be there. And mind you, we decided to go because we, we felt like there would be an unveiling of something historical. We wanted to show our support. We wanted to pray. We wanted to, you know, get down to the bottom of what would be the unveiling of proof of fraud of the election. So, that's what yeah. We and, and so, you know, many people have been, this has just been such a long, arduous process. And for those of us who have been engaged in the battle, man, it's like, it's been wearisome. It's been, yeah, it felt like disappointment after disappointment. Sure. You thought it was going to be this path and you thought it was going to be this path. But the whole time trying to keep your ultimate trust in God. There you go. And I like how Dutch Sheets was saying, you know, for him, he was saying, he never had his heart set on one particular path. He said, God can do it any way he wants. I'm ultimately, I'm, I'm, you know, just looking for his hand and him to even do a miracle of something we completely didn't expect. But, you know, as you're, as you're wrestling through this and warring through it, you're looking at the different paths and you're sure. praying into each one of them saying, Lord, let it go through here. Let it happen through here. Mm-hmm. And you're paying attention, you know, to the evidence and, and, you know, if you've read through the evidence, I think Sidney Powell put out a 270-page um, booklet or a PDF. You can get it online. On, I think it's crackingwood.com or uh, defendingtherepublic.com or .org. I can't remember. But um, you can find her 270-page. It's it's there. Uh, the, there's the testimony of witnesses, of people who serve, people yeah. who saw things. And there's witness testimony after testimony. There's videos floating around. And at this point, if you say there's no fraud at all, you probably don't want to see any evidence, right. I would say, at this point. And so, you know, the, the mainstream media narrative has been, well, no, there, there can't be fraud. All the court cases have been dismissed. There's like 60-something court sure. cases. They've all been dismissed. Even Bill Barr says there's no fraud that mm-hmm. was outcome determinative. So, you know, this is just another crazy scam of Connors Trump. That's sort of the mainstream media narrative. Um, but the fact is, none of those court cases, in none of them did the judges even hear the evidence. They dismissed them on technicalities and standing because no, really nobody wanted to handle that hot potato, even if they weren't against Trump. But the one, but many of the judges, in fact, were against Trump. They Obama appointees, but like I said, even some of them who were appointed by Trump didn't want to handle that. And then we saw the corruption all the way up through the Supreme Court with Chief uh, Justice John Roberts. And Lynn Wood had been peppering him for weeks. We're going to see where all that goes. But, you know, it's it's just, man, this has exposed so much. It, the, we saw the fraud, the old school ways. We talked about this before, the 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 ballot harvesting, the mm-hmm. you know the dead people voting, the all the ways of rerunning ballots through the system. But then the, I think the new thing we discovered this time was the the computer systems, the Dominion, yeah. the Hammer Scorecard, the um, Smartmatic, all these kinds of ways that they could manipulate it even with the weight they give to the votes on the front end. But then we were told that, you know, so many people showed up and voted for Trump that it threw, that it kind of defeated the algorithm. So they had to stop everything and add in more votes. We're finding out now that this happened in Italy specifically. 
Um, so you know that that's just breaking this breaking week news, that, yeah. that they're having that they're actually finding now. Instead of just initially, it was like mathematicians could look at it and they knew they were like this is irregular mathematically. This is impossible. You can't have you know 170,000 votes come in for one candidate like that. It just does. It's impossible mathematically. But they didn't necessarily know, okay, who did this and be able to point to the person that did it. Well, this Italy piece seems to be providing that piece, kind yeah. of evidence. There's a written affidavit of, right, of the guy, guy confessing and to owning actually to. having done it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. Um, but what I thought going into this was Trump had, had talked about there being a massive unveiling of evidence. Yes. So. When we were, we're we're out there in the freezing cold waiting Frigid. for this. Frigid. It was ice cold. Miserable Praying, point. yes, as a last-ditch effort. See. Like, man, is, is Pence... So let me let me give you this little sure, side go note, ahead. too, going into it. Um, you know, we've been big fans of Pence. Um, we started hearing the rumblings, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, different people were coming out with these charges on Twitter, online, different things that saying... That and he was a I'm just going to state it because I don't... I can't verify any of this stuff at this point. Um, but people were accusing him of child pedophilia. They're accusing him of being a traitor. There were interesting emails coming out that did seem to have some um, substance to him about him colluding with Rod Rosenstein uh, back in 2016 to get Trump out. I'm just all kind of crazy stuff. And, you know, you were like, well, do I take this seriously? Do I not? Then even Lynn Wood... The, yes. the defamation lawyer from Georgia who has been, you know, working with Sidney Powell on a lot of this stuff. He's defended some of the people in those high profile cases, Nick Sandman and then the, mm-hmm. the, the kid from Kenosha, I forget his name. Um, he understands defamation law very well. So he, you know, you would find it strange if he was accusing people of something that he couldn't back up. And in fact, he was saying he would never do that because he understands that part of the yeah. law so well. So he even starts coming out and saying, you know, Pence is a traitor. He's not going to do what he needs to do for the country. He's going to betray everyone. Then you had another group who's saying, no, 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 Pence is trustworthy. Um, you know, he's, he is a good Christian. Right I've thing, followed yeah. him throughout his years. He will do the right thing. And when you look back at even Pence's speeches, it was because cr- he was saying this whole time, we must have our day in court. There was voter fraud and we're going to hear it out and all this stuff. He seems so strong. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was just taking the position that, you know what, let's just see what happens. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because, um, I, I, I just, I, to believe those kind of accusations, I needed more proof than what we had at the time. And I said, I'm, I'm going to see this out, see what happens. The truth of it is, if you've, I, we have been listening to a bunch of people that have knowledge about the Constitution going into this. They were saying he does have the power. He clearly has the power to throw out um, the electoral votes from all of those contested states. And even a constitutional lawyer, um, one of the, I, I think... Kind of highest level people in the in the whole nation, the, un, the scholars of the Constitution, wrote a letter to Pence telling him that he had that power and here's how he could do it and all that kind of stuff. And so we didn't know what Pence was going to do because he never made a clear statement going into it. So we're out there in the freezing cold, waiting to hear Trump. He shows up an hour late. There's just like nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Um. And but oddly enough, before that though, Rudy Giuliani got up there and spoke for a little bit, and and then Lynn Wood got up there. 
So when Lynn Wood got up there after saying everything he had been saying about Pence, I, my heart dropped because I thought, oh, no, if they're platforming Lynn Wood and he's been saying this stuff publicly about Pence, that probably means that it's either true or, I, yeah, I just I figured it had to have some truth to it. Otherwise, they wouldn't, you know, Trump wouldn't have let him get on the platform if he didn't at least think that that was true in some sense. And Trump also stated Pence needs to do the right thing. He probably won't, but he should do the right thing. And I was like, what a comment to make about your own vice president. Right. And I thought that was so interesting. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> what is going on behind the scenes? It's almost as if Trump knew that Pence would just kind of... Yeah, the, well, you you pointed that out when we were standing there. You were like, what do you mean? Like, I hope Pence does the right thing. Doesn't he know what Pence is going to do? And that's what right. I would have thought, too. Like, Don't they I talk? I would have thought they would have been in meetings for weeks planning this thing out strategically. They must not have been in communication. I don't. I couldn't... It just didn't make sense it, to me. Yeah, it just... Something's weird about that, and mm-hmm. I still don't know. You know, at this point, honestly, I, I feel like it's five-dimensional or string theory chess, sure. and I, I, you know... <laughs> I don't yes. know what to make of, of a lot of it. But yeah. in that moment, I think we both thought, well, that's kind of weird. Like, he should know exactly what he's going to do. They should have this plan. That they would be on one accord concerning the fraud voting. Right. That they are that they weren't, I thought was very um, eye-opening. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Strange. Either way. So, yeah. and, and just to give a little more context there, when we got out there, um, you couldn't make any calls. Like, there was no internet service. No cell service. I mean, once you got close to the area, anywhere near the monument or the Capitol building, none. I mean, not even a little bit. It was as if, and also, you know, there was talk about the mayor shutting everything down. There were no restaurants open. You couldn't find a restaurant, a a restroom. There were no porta potties except from one little section. It's like hundreds of thousands of people out there. I don't know the exact figure. The latest estimate I saw was. Five about five hundred thousand. Okay, but it could have been anywhere from I don't know two hundred to five hundred thousand. You 000. were freezing. You were hard pressed to find a restroom anywhere. Couldn't it's find as it if anywhere. They totally purposely did not prepare for us coming, or prepared the way they wanted to for the arrival of yeah, hundreds so th- of thousands of people. And and sure. so we got there, and we were we found out you know haste was there too. The well, the guy we called the mountain prophet, and um. You know, we we were trying to connect with him, and mm-hmm. we couldn't. Like we were trying to call him, he couldn't call us. We were trying to text, text. him, we couldn't no, text him. No, there was him. nothing. But we were just, man, we no. were like, we got to find. So thankfully, we found him last minute by yeah, the uh, Washington cool. Monument. We met up with him, and he was kind of giving us some insight on stuff he was hearing about as well. But he was telling us that stuff about the mayor. They they intentionally tried to make it tough on people to come. They were calling hotels and telling them to tell people they were booked. They shut down restaurants. They didn't allow for restrooms. So it was just a really tough situation. You had people leaving even because I think his, uh, some of his family actually left because they were just like, man, we got to use the restroom. We can't stay out here. It's too yeah. cold. So. I think that probably happened a good bit. But what was your experience of the people out there? The vibe where we were standing, mind you, there's a sea of people. But where we were standing, it felt very patriotic. People were excited to be there. But it was like, y'all, the temperature said 40, but it felt like 15 for some reason. But we were just expecting it. It it felt like um, people were 
um, on one accord. There was a unity. There was an excitement. You had your posters. You had your paraphernalia. You had people chanting, people just kind of waiting around to see this unveiling of final proof that this is what it this is what Trump has been holding the Trump card, so to speak, that he was going to play it today. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like that. Yeah. But um, I thought, yeah, a lot, a lot of, of anticipation. The music was playing, you know, the YMCA song was going on and all that. And I think people were just excited to be there. They had traveled from close, from afar. You could start a conversation with someone and one was from Chicago. The other was from Minnesota, Florida, from all over. So I think it was a, a really cool vibe where we were. Yeah. And you know one of the one of the tropes that they've used over and over again for the MAGA crowd or Trump supporters or whatever is these kind of racist, you know, backwards people. How did you feel just being in that context? Did you feel like how did I feel? You know, I just felt um, that everyone that was there was proud to be an American. Not to sound cliche, but people were there to support to. Um, to pray that the that what should happen would happen that that peep that the lawmakers would abide by the constitution and that um, just to to show their support for Trump and to show their support for America preserving the constitution and hopefully hoping that that um, the senators and everyone would vote correctly. I think that was the excitement. Yeah, that was the anticipation. Sure. Yeah. But I didn't feel. I didn't. I didn't in any way feel. Um, I mean, I. You didn't get a racist vibe. No, or, not yeah. at all. You know, it, I don't think it was exactly half and half percentage wise blacks and whites either. No, but but there was some. Minorities there were some there. minorities there. For there sure. were quite a few, and I think I saw quite a few Asians with posters that said, yes. "We we are against the CCP. Let's Com- stop yep, the, C- the Communist Chinese Party." Yep. You know, you saw a lot of that. You saw a lot of. Um, Stop the steal. We talked to it. We met a Hispanic dude from Lakeland, which was crazy. Exactly. Catholic. Lakeland, Florida. Um, yeah, that was wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were all, I don't know. It just felt, it felt like a great environment in that way. So we, we wait for like an hour. Finally, he comes up there and everybody's just kind of like waiting to hear what's this bombshell. So he starts the speech and it really, to be honest, is just kind of lackluster. It, it's yeah, stuff it we've heard. Great. A million times. It wasn't awful. It was just this kind of the yeah, same. Yeah, nothing new. You could tell. It's like, it's oh, like, he's going hmm. through the same stuff we've been hearing we've about for the before. last five we've weeks. <laughs> and I think <laughs> everybody felt like that. You could hear kind of rumblings in the crowd, like, "Man, we've heard this. Man, we'll give us something." You know, tell, mm-hmm. you know. I think you're just waiting. Like, we need something to move, something to happen. Yeah. And um, you know, he. I think we. We're there for about 30, 40 minutes, and it, it became apparent that he wasn't, if he had information, it was he wasn't going to drop it. No. And so we just, we needed to go warm up and look for restrooms. So we bounced and found, we thankfully st- found a Starbucks like a mile and a half from there. Walking the there, not believing it would be open. Right. But behold, it was open, and we were yes. so grateful. Get to the door, and they're like, well, we're at capacity, and it's like 10 yeah, people man. inside. But we finally got in. Finally got in. Finally got a little warm. Mm -hmm. Use the restroom. You could have service out there, and we're you know we're still trying to figure out. We we there were talks of like that they had intentionally scrambled the cell service in that area. Um, We don't know. Was it just the amount of people? Was it scramble? Who's to say? But um, you know it was just wild. But we finally got away. 
We started walking back. Yeah. Um, this the speech was over. We had we had heard him say, "Okay, we're gonna after the speech, we're gonna go over there, we're gonna head to the Capitol, and we're gonna do a you know he and he specifically said it. We're gonna have a peaceful protest." Yeah. At the Capitol, yeah. And, um, you know, we were like, okay, cool, you know, let's, you know, let's do it. So we head on back from Starbucks. We find the people are walking toward there. We actually meet up, this guy we've been following on YouTube for the last little bit, who you could check out. I think it's First Ministry Watch, but if you type in YouTube, Professor Toto, T-O-T-O, uh, he's a Mississippi preacher who knows a lot about the Constitution. Teaches Just on the Constitution. yeah, teaches so on makes it, really makes it really fun. So he he said he was going to have a a crew there. We found him. We took a picture with him. He was praying. We were praying with him. Mm-hmm. But you know, as we were walking up there, it was really interesting. People were singing worship songs. You had yeah. this guy out in the middle leading with his acoustic. You had people singing like patriotic songs yeah, off to the, the right. Anthem. People were excited. They were walking up. But right about then is when all of a sudden this public uh, note from Pence drops. Mm, that's right. And we saw it just a minute before that, and then we started hearing people talk about it, and it was Pence basically saying he wasn't going to challenge yeah. the um, certified results from those seven states, and that he he was saying he didn't have the power constitutionally to do that. So you could you heard some rumblings of that in the crowd, like people were really disappointed, I think, at that point. And we got up to the front, and people like for some reason the the um, the cell service was really bad again um, in that area. But I somehow got a call from a friend through, and they were saying, "Hey, man, are you guys all right? I'm I'm seeing this stuff on the right. news like it's crazy. Like all this stuff's going down. We're and we're right there looking at. It. We're like, what's going down? What is what's it? going? Like it's chill here. Like." Nothing's nothing's happening. I didn't even know what he's talking about. So we decided to move up closer. So we got to the front of the Capitol steps and we're looking around and you know, we see people kind of pushing up on the steps, they're waving flags. Inching and forward, yeah. Yeah, moving forward and all of a sudden we start seeing like tear gas. But it's even that it felt chill, right? It almost felt like it didn't feel chaotic. It uh-uh. didn't feel like it was a, a a riot at all. It just felt like we don't want these people on the steps, so we're going to throw some tear gas. Right. That's what it looked and like. And it was to like me. once every three minutes they'd sure. toss one. Yeah. And then nothing. People would come out, and then someone would have like Tears, teary eyes, yeah. and then later on they just walk back up, yeah. and it was like that. So it felt super chill, like, um, and we were just thinking, okay, what? Why are we here? Like, it felt. What's the point? It felt like, okay, um, are we just going to stand here until they vote? And then this, this, amount, this many amount of people were supposed to be at pressure to the event. I'm not sure. Yeah. We were just at that point like, I guess we just wait. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cool. Like, you know, they started doing some chants. They right. were like chanting USA and, you know, stop the still. And um, you even had p- some people like they climbed up on those bleachers. They were kind of stomping on it. And I was like, well, maybe they're making noise to try to say, hey, um, do the right thing. Or, you know, you didn't know what was really happening. But then I did notice one guy with a megaphone yep. walking around saying, hey, we should all run up there and bum rush the building. And 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 no one moved. We all looked at him like, right. <laughs> bum, rush, bum rush the building and then what? Right. To what purpose? To what aim? It just didn't seem right. It right. didn't feel right. Another lady said, hey, we need people to go stand on that side of the building. And we even all looked at her like, 
what what what's your point yeah she Why? was like in a panic telling yeah. us to go over because yeah so things started getting a little antsy and people you could tell i looking back i wonder if those were the antifa people just kind of blending in but just trying to stir the crowd to be right anarchist there were a couple whatever. yeah there were a couple guys up front with megaphones like she was saying and the guy behind us was like he was really just it just really had a different vibe altogether. Yeah. But he, he was, was kinda really snarky, just kind of mocking. And, yeah, mocking, like saying, you know, you're not a man if you don't get up there and yeah, rush in and all this kind of stuff. And, and things. And, and, so, and then the guy up on the bleachers as well was was really like, get up here. Yeah, and, just right. Trying to but stir it was people packed up. up there. There was no room. And we were all just kind of waiting and watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at that point, I think things. And then, well, got, yeah. yeah. And then we saw like the. the I think it was around three o'clock or something. We had heard there was a breach. Like somebody said there was yeah. a breach. And, and I think that's why that lady came up to us was like, go around back. Cause they were wanting people to stop. They, they, they found out or somebody was informed that for sure it had been infiltrated by pe- other people. But you couldn't really tell. You couldn't tell we who standing. was who. All you saw was a big crowd up there on the steps. Yep. And so we didn't know what they were talking about. Like, nobody's coming in from the front. What are you talking about? And then she was saying, we'll go to the back. We got to go to the back and stop them from getting in or something like that. And we didn't know what she was talking about. Then we, we saw this guy starting to get into it with another guy right near us. He was calling this guy out for having weapons. He was like, Hey, we don't do that. What, you know? And the guy looked at him and he said, well, I got a Trump hat on. What are you talking about? Yeah. And that just stood out weird to me because it felt like somebody who was pretending and the fact that he had weapons and their voices were starting to escalate. So at that point, it was, um, I think, about 3, 3.30. I told Nerva, I was like, you know what? Let's yeah, just, uh, just get out safe. of here just to be safe. Um, so we left. And so. And right at that time, there was a, an emergency alert that said 6 o'clock yes, curfew I forgot about that. on our phones. Yeah, and so they, at that point, I said, okay, let's just get in a little bit tense. Yep. Not, you know. Compared to what we've seen and what the media has called a peaceful protest, this would have been a calm, mild, sedate (laughs) protest, you know, from our vantage point looking forward. But there was tear gas. I did see quite a few um, people kind of in tears like, yeah, we just got tear gas. And I said, well, why? You know, (laughs) right. None of it like. It all felt weird and fishy and It started aimless. out great. Yeah, yeah. It started out really awesome, really great, really unified. And then you started seeing people taking the leadership into their own hands, trying to stir the crowd to do just more rambunctious things that we were willing to do. And at that point, I said, yeah, I'm glad you said that. We, It was good to go. Yeah. Just yeah. to be on and the so- safe side. Yeah, I think we ended up leaving like about two and a half hours before the National Guard came in and started, you know, moving everybody out completely. Um, and so, you know, here's sort of the, the, the quick version of the mainstream media narrative is Trump is completely unhinged. You know, his, his back's against the wall. So he comes out there and he stirs up this crowd into a just a lather and they rush the Capitol, they storm the Capitol Mm -hmm. and they come in with violent rage. And there's, you know, these racist, crazy Confederate flag wearing people are in there and they had to rush the poor senators and Congress people into these doors and and stay in there for four hours or whatever. I just, you know, as someone who was there, we can, we can both vouch and say it was absolutely nothing like that 
Absolutely nothing like no, that. for sure. And this is another example where we have seen firsthand the absolute distortion of the case from the mainstream media. And you know what's funny is they did all during the BLM riots and all that kind of stuff. They would have buildings on fire behind them, and they'd be the the tagline would be would say mostly peaceful protest underneath <laughs> yeah. it. And then this one, which actually was a mostly peaceful protest, and you they know, hyped it up like it was some kind of major insurrection. I saw the word insurrection being used a lot, which I was. Hysterical. And I will say this: I we are both heartbroken over that yeah. lady's death who got shot. And um, that's just, just terrible, terrible news. Our, our prayers go out to her family and that shouldn't have happened. And um, my thought was, I, you know, I don't know if you've ever visited a government building, and I'm sure a lot of you have, but um, when Seth and I, a couple times we, or maybe just once, you've been more than me, but when I visited the White House, I mean, there's a background check. There's um, you have to you have to reserve a, a spot. You're not going to walk in there. You're not you're not going to even get close. If you step foot across the the barricade at the White House, you might you'll get shot. I mean, there are guards standing there. So on a day like the sixth, where they know they're going to have hundreds of thousands of people coming. How does that happen? How do they breach? And then I don't know if you've seen the video. Well, of yeah, the cops. don't say that yet because sure no, 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 that's good though. I love what you said there because I think you're exactly right with the White House. You're not getting anywhere near. In no way, people possible. that have been to the Capitol building on average day say the same thing. Like there's just it's not it's not it like ain't happening. That. <laughs> it ain't <laughs> happening. Yeah, and so there's just there was just lots of fishy stuff like that to sure. us that was like okay, this is um, something's off here. So also, um, I heard that the chief of police resigned, the chief of police in that area resigned. He uh, was sent home and he heard about the riot. So he showed up again. He drove back to the place and was told the services weren't needed. And I'm sure he's like, what do you mean? There's all this chaos going on on the news about the building being breached. And so. That's just interesting things to process when you think about it. How could they have not prepared? Um, so it just seems a little bit sinister, a little bit sketchy in my opinion, because my experience walking into the White House, it took me almost an hour and a half to get clearance. Even though I was clear, they double checked. It's yeah. all good. I made it inside. But you're not walking in there. There's no way possible yeah. you will make, make it inside not without being escorted or walked in the building. So, I mean, for it to be breached, the Capitol building, they're all inside. They're yeah. having a meeting. The president was there. The senators, all the all of the folks are in there. And I just think that's very, very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. And, you know, even the way they were up on the steps and going up, like um, th- there were barely any police up there. And they were super chi- like. There was nothing, I don't know, it just felt, it felt like, you know, when something's off. If that same thing were to happen on a random day, unexpected, yeah. no one would have made it anywhere close inside. Yeah. That's my surmising, I think. You yeah, know? man. Yeah. But so the, so like, this is what comes out of it later on. Um, I think the next day we start seeing actual videos from you know, particular parts that start to make sense of the the initial gut feeling we had. 
and Ner- Nerva was about to mention one of those data points, but one of them that people have had on video was that in near the back of the Capitol, the side of the Capitol, and I can't remember if it was about one o'clock or two o'clock, but basically the police moved out of the way. They moved the barricade out and they just let people through. Mm-hmm. So all these people come through and then a couple guys get up there and they start beating the glass. They start breaking mm-hmm. the glass and people are even saying Antifa, Antifa on the video. They're saying Antifa, Antifa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know how many of the people that were there for the protest were who were actually you know the patriots quote unquote or how many were antifa but a bunch of people probably foolishly rushed in after that and went into the capital whether it's just for zeal they weren't like running in with weapons you know it wasn't like like, yay we're going in you know pull them out and string them up moment but it looked like oh man we're running the capital this is cool let's go in here and make our voices heard who knows but um it it turns out that a, a a couple of the guys that were leading that charge and in, in sort of inciting everybody to run in there were definitely Antifa BLM mm. activists that were paid. I think one of these guys' name was John Sullivan. Um, that's coming out. He He's trying to say he was just there to observe and, and get to know the Trump supporters better, but they have him on video saying, come on, let's go. Also, the guy with the, the horns or yeah, whatever. I saw his picture. I think we saw those guys, too, with the painted faces walk through. It's really interesting. They had a vibe for sure, but he had been one that's a George Soros-funded guy that's been part of these riots, and he was inciting it. He had taken a picture, I think, with... Was it Nancy Pelosi's husband or something earlier that day on his Instagram or something? A selfie? Nephew Nephew or something like that. Uh, Anyways, he goes in the Capitol. He's in there. But this is the weird part. If you watch one of the other videos where they walk in and this cop is kind of acting like he's acting like don't come in here. But then he's almost escorting them them up up the steps. And interestingly enough, somebody's videoing him the whole time. And you can see on the other side of him, there's a photographer. Another camera guy, yeah. Then somebody that gets in the seat, the main seat of the Congress, they're just like shouting in the seat. There's a picture with somebody that's a photographer right above them taking shots of them. Exactly what you would expect to see if something is actually being breached. <laughs> right. So my thing is like, who has a... Who, I can see a guard standing there, but a camera guy, somebody videoing, come on yeah. now. And it's it's out there to be seen. So we're yeah, not making man. this up, people. We're, I promise you, we've seen this footage. And so, and then we we saw another video. Now, a lot of these. If you want to go, there's a guy. There's a, a ton of people have posted this. Since we're just doing audio, I didn't want to, you know, pull all these videos. But you can go on uh, John Harris, J O N Harris, um, conversations that matter on YouTube. He's got a couple videos. He was there as well. But he collected all these videos on um, one or two uh, videos. So go and check those out and you can see them for yourself. But there's also a guy who actually saw the vans pull up with Antifa. He saw them get out. He's talking about that. Um, so, the, you know, all that to say is the, the, the media narrative that's going out there is just it's completely faulty. We don't know. That's not to say that there aren't crazy people that are Trump supporters. But by and large, I mean, everybody we talked to out there, I can't think of anybody we talked to and, and thought, man, they're off or they're crazy or they're wild. Um, everybody we talked to personally seemed to be like the cream of the crop type people that were there for the country. They were really wanting to see um, the fraud be overturned. They wanted to see, you know, 
justice done, basically. Um, now, may the, could there have been some people in there as well that were really frustrated and felt like oh, this is our one chance? Yeah. We got to go in there and do something about this or we're going to lose our country? Probably so. There are probably some people in that category. Um, how many of them, who they were, I don't know. Um, but I, but I, do, I do know for sure, I would say it's, you know, 90-10 that there were... Antifa was involved in leading a lot of these charges. Um, and so it's just not the case when you hear that stuff on the mainstream media. I just, again, I would recommend not even tuning in. Um, look at other sources, uh, One American News, Newsmax, uh, Epoch Times. Epoch Times was there too. They were doing interviews mm-hmm. with people. Um, but yeah, it's just, man, it's so it's so frustrating because they just keep spinning this stuff so bad. And they're using that as a pretext, of course, to do this whole big tech crazy thing that they're doing now with booting Trump off of Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, booting Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, mm-hmm. General Flint. They're doing a purge of conservatives and they, they're really going nuts right now. And so, you know, Parler, it's still not super user friendly, but I just encourage you to go over there and follow. Trump's not on there, but Lynn Wood, uh, Sidney Powell, General Flynn, there's a lot of fake accounts too, so you kind of got to sift through those. But um, you'll be able to keep up with what's going on, um, praying into it. But yeah, man, it's uh, it has begun. It has begun. The purge is crazy. People are, you know, they're guys that are kind of in the know are, are real worried right now, honestly, about civil war. There, there's a lot of speculation. You know, the Trump put out that video after that that sounded like a concession. Many people took it as he's conceding. Uh, but many other people who are good at, you know, kind of reading code words are saying, mm-hmm. no, he's he's using his words very carefully and he's not conceding. And he's actually there's rumors of him being in Texas with the military and that they're considering different um, insurrection act and um, things like that that they might pull. So just, you know, something to be on the lookout for, to be prayerful, be prepared Um you know, you might want to get some water <laughs> and some uh, some food. Okay, and- you know, in all of this information, we encourage you to um, check out for yourself. You know, I think I, I remember having a conversation with a lady who um, vehemently expressed to me how much she had a disdain for Trump because she hated lies, that he lies and lies and lies and lies. But she said to me that she only watches MSNBC. That was the major source of news for her. And I said, okay, um, wow. And so oftentimes, if, if you follow those major news networks, and that, was your, that is your primary source of information, I just encourage you to get off that, um, that path and just kind of contrast it with other um, news networks that are not mainstream. I'm, I'm not, I'm the ones that Seth mentioned. I think it's time to recognize how much, um, the mainstream media has been lying to us and feeding us a narrative story that is just not true. Mm. It's just not true. And so, um, it's something to experience it firsthand. It's another thing to kind of, you know, hear about it and, 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 you know, you be told and then you're just kind of like, too lethargic to check it out for yourself or you might just give up news altogether but doesn't mean that there isn't good news out there and I just say um we've been lied to and we're still being lied to and not only that when you consider 
that big tech censorship has, um, I think last year, deleted uh, our president's uh, tweets about 200 times, but has done it to other leaders zero times. Um, That's something to consider. This is when you really process that. So when they are kind of deleting accounts that are patriotic and, and Christian in nature, that means they don't want your voice heard. They don't want that voice heard. And so I think that's some, I think it has begun the censorship. I think the whole um, fear and talk of socialism or communism, they have started that process of shutting down voices that they think should not be heard. Yeah, this is right out of the communist color revolution playbook. And that's what, that's the phase we're in. It's, it's crazy. It's scary. Um, Just a couple, like before we hop off here, just some thoughts on, you know, what, what to do right now. I think one, this is something nervous been challenging me with, and I'm trying to do is keep my ultimate hope in God, my faith in God, that no matter what comes in this next little bit, that we know Jesus is on the throne, that he's going to work this together for, for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And he is the ultimate chess master. You know, we, we know that even in the, the death of Jesus, it looked like all was lost, but he, that was the, that was the setup for the resurrection. Um, so that's that's the first thing. It's just, man, no matter what's happened, let's keep our eyes on, on, on the King. Let's stay in the Word. Let's stay in prayer. Let's stay in faith. Let's stay in encouragement. Um, the second thing is, you know, this is not over yet. We, we you know, you're probably thinking, man, I, I can't afford to hope anymore because it's been dashed yeah. time and time <laughs> again. Sure. But here's the thing. Um, there's 12 days at this point as we do this podcast left before January 20th. And I think we're going to see a lot of interesting stuff over the next 12 days. I don't know for sure what that's going to be. I'm hearing a lot of stuff and I could, you know, go down the litany. There's General McInerney's, you know, talking about some interesting stuff right now. Um, he's back in the mix. Uh, you got Lynn Wood today. You got this other thing that was put out from this guy in Nye County that's floating around. And he, it was eight things that, and, and one of those eight things was he said for sure Trump is going to be reelected. This is some Republican leader that's supposedly in the know, but again, who knows? But, you know, interestingly enough, many of the prophets are still saying, no, God's God's doing a miracle. I they're they're standing confidently. Some of them have backed down. We could talk about that later. And they've they've said, you know, I think I missed it, and they're apologizing. And you know, that's something too. But there are. I just want to let you know, there's a few. Give him fifteen app is a good one to follow. With Dutch sheets to get encouraging updates on how to pray. Um, there was a there was an um, if I could find it, I'll link it on there. But there's a YouTube the other night. It's, uh, did you know this babe? That one we watched. I think it was two nights ago. With uh, Mario Murillo, Lance Wallnau, Kat Kerr, and um, Hank Kuhneman has 1.5 million views already, which for them, that's super, super high. So yes, it was a really encouraging, you know, just them speaking, you know, what are we doing this season as leaders in the church? And I think I, I would recommend you type that in YouTube as long as they have it up and, and check it out. But um, did you have something you want yeah, to add? Yeah, I'll say this, whether you are a believer in prophecy or not new christian Mm. christian for a long time pastor teacher i you know god is i've been praying to for god to show me um to really really um show me what real faith is and Mm. i and i encourage you that faith is um knowing that come what may Mm. god's grace will be the power that we need 
to make it through whatever comes. And sometimes you can have faith in, an, in a certain outcome. You can have faith in a certain person or a prophecy. But our Savior, Jesus Christ, has already defeated Satan. Satan works in people who would allow him to. And we know that until Jesus comes back and kills sin and eradicates and, and all that. But come what may, we have Jesus. We have his, his grace, we have his power, we have his strength, we have bread for today, and we know that he will never leave or forsake his children. So we don't want to um, um, blow up or just magnify the things that we should fear more mm-hmm. so than what we have in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I want to encourage you in that today that your faith is directly tied to the object of your faith. Mm-hmm. And if it's in anything other than Jesus, then... It'll be a weaker faith. Yeah. So Christ, Christ in us, the hope of glory. He will reveal Himself in these in the, in these times if we look to Him and put our hope and our faith and sink into um, our relationship with Him above anything, above government, above leaders, above I mean even above anything, Christ. Yeah, man. Yep, we've, you know, we've tried everything at this point. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the person is on the on the feeding tube and they said, take it out. And, you know, that's that's Dutch Sheets actually told a story about a girl he had been praying for for two years. I think she was in the hospital. I, I can't remember if it was two to seven years, something like that. And he felt that God had told him to go there one every week for an hour and pray for her. And I think it was an hour drive. And got like a, a a year and a half into it and he was like lord are you sure did i miss you on this you know it doesn't seem like she's getting any better and i think the girl's sister called him and said hey it's not looking good she's they've taken her off the support or whatever and um, if you want to see her before she dies come and he came this last time and he felt like god said in that moment he came in the room and said no she is not and he prayed over her and spoke this this word over her was she she, she god like as he describes it, recreated her brain, did something in that moment, and she got up and was healed. And, um, you know, it doesn't always happen like that. But, uh, you know, we, we we are in that moment now where we were relying on God, and, and come what may, we'll, we'll, we will trust Him, and we'll see what He does with this situation. But we're standing and believing that He's going to move and that He's going to... Um, rescue this nation because not because we're special and, and better but because he has a, a special function for it in the earth right now and he's not done with it yet and the remnant the church has been praying we've been fasting we've been you know laboring and um yeah we i just i i really do i you know i have ebbed and flowed in my faith in this <laughs> it, for for that outcome um but i but i do today i i I just feel like God is going to do something, and in either way, man, what what times to be alive and what times to see everything being shaken, so much is being exposed, yeah. and you know it's it's a it's a blessing, really, for God to allow truth to be revealed. We're seeing things more for it's what so they true. are now, so true, and we're seeing the monster. We're seeing what Satan has done in the earth and and how deep the corruption and what he goes. Desires to do. And what he desires to do. And we're praying that God will move swiftly and, and combat it now. And if he doesn't, then, you know, the justice will always come and truth will always win and God wins in the end. Um, so we we know that's coming either way. But uh, keep on praying. Let's keep on praying. Let's keep on standing. And um, if, you know, we'll try to, yeah, just keep on encouraging you guys. And, and if there's anything, 
you can, you know, need from us sources, whatever, just email us and we'll shoot you some of the stuff we're, we're using to stay informed and to stay on top of what's happening. Um, sorry, we're not giving more updates on that kind of stuff, but I feel like there's so much going on that there's just better sources for staying up to date on the latest news elements, but we just want to give the broad sweeps of, um, kind of what we see happening from, you know, a high, kind of a airplane view, if you will. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. And until next time, blessings. Blessings. Blessings.